Amen. Thank you there, Brother Xavier. Appreciate that. Amen. So, so all that good message in there, you know, we, we're going to sing hallelujah. We, look, no more sickness. Ain't got to worry about nothing. That's, that's the kind of thoughts that you want reverberating in your head all the, all the time when, when you when you looking at what's going on on the TV and the news and in the neighborhood. And I mean, every once in a while, you got to sing some uplifting stuff. Because as Brother Bethia was saying this morning, we just pilgrims here. I know we don't want to thank that see because we, we, we got that 30 year mortgage. We got that, 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 that car we just bought, you know, and they, they gave us five years to that, you know. And see, we, we just got so many things that, uh, that buys for our attention, our money, and all that stuff that we, we just think we're going to be around here for a long time. But, see, that, that's still all in the Lord's hands, you know, because, <laughs> as I say, we pilgrims. And he called us to the promised land then uh, all those things will be somebody else's to deal with. How y'all doing? Hope y'all had a good day thus far today. Uh, it's good to see you all that's come out this evening. Thank Brother Xavier for leading us in song. Brother Josh for reading the text and those that took part in the communion portion of the service. If y'all would meet me in uh, the text that was read into your hearing and the Book of James, chapter number one, and beginning at verse 21, and we're going to read it again just for emphasis' sake. And the text reads there, Wherefore, laying apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. I, I was trying to think of the word. I, 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 I had a word for James in the past. You know, when I, I, I got to chalk it up to you. Dumb numbers. When you get over certain numbers, you know, you, I, I've forgotten more stuff than some people will ever know, you know. So, but but um, I used to look at James as the, the department that you go to on a job. When you first get there on the job and you want to, uh, I, I didn't know whether it was human resources. I, I didn't think it was that, but I, it might be um, that you go to this department. If you want to know. Um, the best way to conduct yourself on this job, how I can get the most out of this job. They, they, this place, if you go there, they're going to tell you. They're going to tell you how to perform your job well and how to get the most out of your employment at this place. OK, so I, I, I just look at James as, as that. James gives you the ins and outs. He, he tells you what you need to do 
for this on-the-job training for eternity that we are in right now. So, but James, before we get to the, the text that was read into your hearing, and before James gets to this text, he had some, some very pertinent things to say as to what God's word is, who we are, and how we are, we should, we should be. Okay. Those three things he said, what God's word is, who we are, and how we should be. Um, I, I'm just going to go out and, and, and say from the beginning that the, the title of my message is Dealing with the Man in the Mirror. Dealing with the Man in the Mirror. See, in, in verse 18, James, James says, Of his own will begot he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creature. See, James says, we are the begotten children of God through obedience to the word, through the word of truth about his son. See, he, he's saying, and, and see, that, that, that's saying something powerful. He said that God begot us, made us new. We were born again through the word of his truth. And, and through obedience to that word, it, it, we talked about how powerful God's word is. That it can take somebody, whatever situation they're in, how much of a wretch they might be, and just make them brand new through their obedience to the information about his dear son. So he lets us know how powerful God's word is. And then he, he tells us, that we are also children of God through this. He said he begot us um, from this word of truth. Then, then in, in, in verse 19, the, the wherefore of 19 means be, because it's true, because it is true that belief of that word concerning Christ begets one to God, and, th and that should be a very important reason for giving respect to that word. See, see, that word was so powerful that it can, like I said, no matter where your life might be, how hopeless that you might be, how uh, you might be uh, affluent right now. And, you know, you think you have it all. But see, this can take you to another level. This can take you where your money can't can't take you because your money is going to stop here. OK, it can't buy you a place in heaven. You're going to leave all that here when, when you go away from here. But, but his word can take you to a place where that money and your fluency and your hopelessness, can, it, it can change your existence. So he, he, he tells us who we are because of, of this word that was spoken to us and that we obey. He said we are a kind of first fruits. Of, of his creatures, those born again people that, that came through belief in his son. So he says, he said, because 
of the power of that word to accomplish this, to make us new. He says, he says, wherefore, my brethren, verse 19, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath. He's talking about that, that word. He's talking about you need to be swift to hear that word. You need to give that word the, the, the importance and the respect that goes along with that word. See, see the swift in, in that verse means to be eager or ready to hear the word of God. See, all too often, sometimes we're, we're not swift to, swift to hear. We're swift to act, you know, and, and fast to wrath and slow to hear. So, you know, we, we, and, 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 and we have some in the, in the Bible that was like that. Peter in, in the garden, he was, he was like that. Peter, when, when they came to, to, to take Jesus away, be, before they can tell all that they, Peter had his knife, his switchblade out, and was, was trying to take the man's ear off, you know. And, and, and Jesus had to calm him down. He said, look, put, put your knife away, Peter. He said, we, 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 it's not about that, okay? He said that um, we, we're under a different mantle here. He said, I, I, could, I could stop all this if I, if I chose to, okay? He said, we don't need that. But, but see, and, and, and Jesus, Jesus wanted his disciples to be like him. Jesus wasn't swift to act on stuff. He, he already knew what was going down. People that came to him... You know, the scriptures would tell you, knowing what was on their minds, you know, and he dealt with them where, where they were at that particular time. But, but see, th this swiftness just meant that we need to be eager to hear what God's word has to say. But we should be slow or discreet in what we have to say in opposition to that word. Do you know some people, they... Uh, uh, yeah, Brother Bill, I, I know what God's word says about that, but, you know, see, see, that, that was back in that day when you're dealing with these people. We, we in the 20, you know, we in 2016, you know, so, and, and you have some people, and we're not talking about people on the outside. We're talking about Christians who will tell you, look, 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 let, let's, can you just talk to me? Let's close the Bible up and just talk to me, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I tell them, look, I don't have nothing to tell you. With, with this close, okay, what, what I tell you, we just having a conversation. I don't know how profitable it's going to be to you with this close. You would rather for me to keep this open because otherwise we just having a conversation. But, but you have some people want to put this to, a, to the side and, and they don't want to be swift to hear what God has, has to say. And as I say, we'll have no problem in saying something in, in opposition to what the word says. See, see, he says we need to be swift to hear the word of God, but should be slow or discreet in what we have to say in opposition to that word, especially while we're exercising control so as to not fly into rage behind each thing that, or, or word that might be said to us. See, some people are just a firecracker. 
they, 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 they just waiting for somebody to, you know, just ignite, you know, just say the wrong thing and I'm going to go off on, on, on you, you know. And, and, and he says, we, we need to be slow to wrath. There's so many situations out here where people are having uh, uh, road rage. You know, you cut somebody off and people, I, I've heard people talk about people following them to their door. They on, they on 695, way out there in Essex somewhere, you know, and they live in Ramblestown. But because you cut them off, they're going to follow you all the way up to Ramblestown. Now, does that make any sense? That just, that's, that's just goes to show you how evil is. And, and evil sometimes will go through whatever it has to do to, to, the, to fulfill its desires. So, so he says, we need to be exercising control so that we don't go into a rage, especially, and not only because of what somebody might say to us, but what the, because of what the word may say to us, about us, that might irritate us. See, sometimes when the word tells us some, something, some people, you can see their countenance change. You know, like, how dead God say that about me. They, they're not going to say that. But their look says, you know, because they're talking about the author of this book. They're talking about me. If I'm sitting down and I'm sharing, when you're looking at this book, you, 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 you have a disagreement with the author of this book. And that's what James is, is talking about here. So we can get mad with what the word may say to us, about us, or what it might say that will irritate us. But then James says in verse 20, he says, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. James warns us against getting angry at God's word because it reveals our sin to us. See, we, we all get mad and, well, you, you say I got to do this. And I, I don't think I need to do that. I don't, I, I'm not going to do that. Okay. And we get mad with God's word. And, and, and God will say, okay, well, if you got another plan, you go ahead and work it out. Work it out your way. And, and, uh, and don't call me when, when, it, when it fails. Because he said it and probably I'm going to laugh at your calamity. Okay. Since you, you choose to go another way, then you go ahead. See, See, we'll, we'll, we'll get mad when God reveals, the word reveals our sin to us. And that's just like the, 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 the man when, uh, when that, that broke the mirror because he didn't like the image that he saw in the mirror. See, when, we, we, when God's word tells us something about ourselves, we want to break the mirror because we don't like what it had to tell us about us. And see, when we rebelled against God's word, it's because it tells us the truth about our sinfulness, what we are and about our sinfulness. See, and, and, and all that, James had all that to say, which brings us to our text where James is, is telling us about, and he's told us somewhat already about the power of God's word. He said, this thing is so powerful that before I used to think, I used to apply this, this text uh, 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 in verse 17 to, well, excuse me, not, not in 17, but I used to apply this to 
uh, other avenues where it, it really didn't fit. In verse 19, where he tells us to be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath, you know. He's talking about his word. He's talking about what his word can do for us and, and to us. And when we reject it, then we're going to get the consequences of his word. See, he's talking about, James is talking about the power of God's word and its ability to save our souls. This is what he's talking about in his whole context here. See, in verse 21, he says, wherefore, in light of what I've just told you in verses 18 up to 20, 21, he says, and, and because I, I said God's word is going to tell you some things that might rub you the wrong way. And for you to get mad and want to act up, as verse 20 tells us, he said, you're getting mad does not work the righteousness of God. So he says, in verse 24, he says, in light of that, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. See, there again, he's talking about the power of God's word. His word is able to save our souls. Paul had to say in Romans 1, Romans 1 and 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The, the word is the power of salvation. That's, that's what James is talking about. James saw the heart as a garden. He said the heart is like a garden and when it's left alone to itself, he said it, it won't produce nothing but weeds. When you leave that heart all alone by itself, it's going to produce nothing but, but weeds. So, so he says you have to fallow your ground. You have to get rid of some stuff that's in your, in your heart, in your, in your ground, and prepare it to receive the seed. He, he's... he's He's, he says, you got to prepare it to receive that engrafted word into your heart. See, he's talking about laying aside these things. He's, he says, to, to say lay apart, first of all, carries the meaning that each of us must put our evil practices out of our lives ourselves and not expect God to perform some purifying miracle on us and zap us and say, okay, now you clean. You ain't got to do nothing. Just go ahead on out there and live. No, no. See, if he, if in this word, if he says lay apart, then he must, he, he's saying that we have the ability to lay that apart. God is not going to do everything for us. He's done the, 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 the most important part. And, 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 and he, and he says, now you have to do some stuff on your own, okay? You need to follow that ground. You need to, he says, lay apart all filthiness. This all filthiness is, is talking about mind and body. Stuff that we think of, stuff that we use our body to do. He says, lay, he says, lay apart, get rid of all that filthiness. And, and then he goes a little bit stronger and he says, and and superfluity of naughtiness. He, that abundance 
of wickedness and evil that, that we do. See, we got some stuff that it just doesn't stay at this level, okay? See, we get into it, that stuff that's, and it escalates, okay? It, you get in there, and before you know it, you done went to zero to the, the 90 in, in no time. So he says, get, get rid of that stuff. Get, get rid of that abundance of wickedness that resides with us. And see, he said, in order for the word to do its proper job, we got we to gotta get rid of this stuff so that we can receive this word with meekness. See, he's talking about our attitude and in, in accepting God's word. See, when it comes to us, we can't, uh, this is, this, God has not given, to, given us this as suggestions. Okay, so we have to, whether it rubs us the wrong way or not, we have to receive it with a spirit of meekness. If we don't, there's going to be consequences for that. See, let me share something with you uh, uh, on how meekness looks. To receive the word with meekness means you accept it. You do not argue with it. You honor it as the word of God and you do not try to twist it to conform to the way you think. Well, I, I know it says it like this. Let, let me look in, the, in the, the, the New Living Translation version of it. I, I, I think I can find a word. Let me get on my phone. I got, I got seven you know, I got 17 translations on here, okay? I'm going to find one that water us down and, and come closer to what I wanted to say. That's what we want to do. We want to, we want to water down God's word, and we want a God that can conform to us rather than us conforming to him. God said, no, no, no. He said, you, you got to be willing to receive his word with meekness. And, and, and if it's received in this way, he says it can save your soul. Amen. See, we serve a God that, that saves souls and keeps souls saved by his word. This, this has been, uh, you know, they have programs out here, uh, 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 AAA and NA for people that have substance problems and, and all these things. But I'm telling you, this is the best deterrent program that you could ever be in that that offers you much more than those could ever do because this this is like I said on the job training for eternity see those things can stop you uh, from doing certain things down here in life but they can't offer you eternal life so so it's incumbent that we we get into this and get the most that we can out of this see to when 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 we receive it that way, it, it can bring abundant results to our soul. And, and then in verse 22, he says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. See, we are taught that what is done, see, what you do after you hear the word is important to us. He tells us, don't be hearers only, but doers. Yeah. We got to do something. See, see, many people 
had the mistaken idea that hearing a good sermon or being in a, a great Bible study is, is what makes them grow and get God's blessings. See, we, we feel like if, 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 if I hear a powerful sermon or, or I, I had a, a fun time at the Bible study, then I, I know I'm blessed and highly favored and, and, and God just going to open the door and, and shower his blessings on me. Uh, not so. Not so. See, it's, it's, it's not the hearing, but the doing that brings the blessings. Not, he say, be not a hearer only, but he says, but do the word. See, too many Christians sit and mark their Bibles, but sadly, their Bibles never mark them. Let me say that to you. See, too many people, they highlighting and underlining and they marking their Bibles, but them Bibles never make a mark on them. And, and, and that's sad. That's sad. We, we have to. Take them Bibles. It, it just, all that marked up Bibles is only going to do us some good when we make application of them things into our lives. See, it, it's, it, it's a matter of self-deception to think that hearing the word is all that is required to be acceptable to the Lord. He's, he tells us, he says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. He said, if you're just an hearer, he said, you're going to deceive your own selves. And, and mainly your own selves. See, because people can see when people are just hearers, Bible markers, and just hearers of God's word. See, because it's, it's, it's not going to show, it's not going to show up in their lives. I, I, I've had a tendency uh, in, in the last couple of times that I preached, Crystal, to, to, to say something from your Facebook page that I've seen in there. That She said that if Christ is in your heart, then he should show on your face. Amen. See, not, not only on your face and your countenance. You shouldn't be walking around like you're sucking on lemons all, all the time. Amen. You know, you should, you should be showing. Because who wants that? How are you going to be a light? And salt to the world when you looking worse than them. You, you, got, you got sinners out here that's happy and jovial in, in their uh, hopeless situation. But you walking around like you need more help than they do. So you're not going to help them or you're not going to be that light that draws them to you if, if you don't have him in your heart. See, and, and, and that's not a superficial Having him in your heart because Jesus said, if you abide with me, I'll abide with you. And he said, you're going to bring forth much fruit. So, see, that, that self-deception is, is, is tricky there. See, because even mankind will not be, be deceived, much less the Lord, by such a character who is showing no change, not even the bridling of their tongue. See, I, I, I have some in the muscle and shovel class that we're doing and we, we got each of us had a list of 10 people that we want to witness to. And I, I've, I think I got like 12 or 13 on my I've added some people on there. But see, we, we can't walk by sight. Amen. We got to walk by faith Amen. because 
There's a two or three people on that list that I, I myself, I just want to cross them off because I feel like it's hopeless in getting them to, to even hear God's word, okay? But, but I, I just get reminded all the time of when, when of Saul of Tarsus and, and how he was and what Christ, what, what was done with him in the evening. He, he, he if you want to put it like he, he out-apostled all the other apostles. Amen? You know, he was the greatest critic of, and, and, and persecutor of the church. And God took him and did some of his greatest work with him. And I say, if he can do that with I mean, these people that I'm talking about is a piece of cake. They're not doing what, what Saul did. You know, so, I mean, nobody is out of, you know, out of his reach for changing. But, but when you got people in, in their company and every, I want to say third, but I think it's every second word is a cuss word out their mouth. And, and they got all these different vices that you saying, they've been doing this for 25 years. They, they, haven't, they haven't let up. They haven't missed a beat in, in that time, you know. And, and you know, all these different things, you say, when are they going to change? Aren't they seeing the times around them, how things are changing, how people that was here during that time is gone and been gone? And God's been giving you grace all this time and you haven't seen it yet? What kind of eyes? Take the blinders off your eyes and, and, and see that, that God's been giving you mercy all this time, wanting to bring you under his grace. But see, again, we, we, we can't look at this with, with, with our eyes. And, and, and then we, we got some Christians, as far as this is concerned, is too, that haven't learned to bridle their tongue as well. Amen. And James says that's one sign of a, a, a pure religion is it's, it's the bridling of your tongue. See, we can stop all these externals that we, we, we do, and, and yet we, we, we have to work on that. You know, we can't we can't say for seven years, oh, I'm praying about it. I'm praying about, it. you know, you know how you know what kind of family I grew up around. You know, uh, they, you know, they cuss when they greet you and whatnot. You know, we it was just a lot of cussing going on in my family. So I'm praying about it, you know, for seven years. You praying about it and, 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 you, and you haven't moved from two words, every two words to three or four or five. You know, you still at two. You know, every two words. No, no, you can't. We can't keep on using that excuse. I'm praying about it. We, we need to be about it and, and stop praying about it. Stop saying we're praying about it, but be about it. So, 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 and, and sometimes you can get in people's presence and certain things that they do just makes you feel uncomfortable. I don't even want to stay in their presence, but I know I got to be the light. I, it's not me that's converting them. I, I, I got to shine light. I got to let light shine through me. And, 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 and it's in God's hand how he's going to do the work. I, I, you know, and I just have to bear it for the, the time that I'm in their presence. And, and just, you know, because he's working under the soil and we can't always see that. We want to run and, and, and get in a more pleasant environment, but we got to let God do what he does best. See, and, and they, there must be an inward practice by meditation and an outward practice in true application. 
Let me say that again. See, when we talk about verse 22, he said, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. If you're just hearing this and you're not going to make any application, James said, no, it's got to be an inward practice. We got we to gotta think about this word. We got we to, gotta, as, as the Psalms say, thy word have I hid in my heart that I won't sin against thee. See, we, we got to use those opportunities to meditate on God's word to keep us from doing some of the things and, 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 and don't quench the spirit. When the spirit is telling you to do something, don't tell him to go and wait over there while, while, I, while I do this. You know, we, we got to listen to the yieldings of the, of, the, of the spirit. See, and then in 23, he says, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened, likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. See, James goes from using the illustration of the word being spoken of as a seed in those prior verses to now referring to it as a mirror. He's saying the word now has become a mirror. And he says, he says, the use we, we are to make of God's word may be learned from it being compared to a glass in which a man may behold his natural face. And as, as, looking, as a looking glass shows us the spots and, and deformities and whatever might need correcting on our face, it won't do anything to fix that. Okay. The mirror will not fix your defilements on your face, okay? When you wake up in the morning and after that good rim sleep that you had last night and there's stuff in the corner of your eyes and your hair's matted down on one side, you were sleeping on this side and you got a little drool down your face. See, see, it, it, if we don't go to the mirror and see how we look, we can go around all day long looking jacked up like that. They're, they say, well, did he just get out the bed and just came, got in the car and came here? You know, so, so we, we need to look in the mirror to, to deal with those things. But when we look in there, the mirror is not going to do anything to take care of those things. It's just going to show you what's wrong. But, but we have to look in the mirror because he says we need that inward practice of medication to do the outward practice of application. See, James says, once we, once we look in the glass and it shows us what's wrong with, 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 with our faces and, and with us, he says, then we, 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 we are, he'll, it'll let us know what the remedy is, what we need to wash off, what we need to straighten out. And so do the word of God do the same thing. The, the word of God shows us our sin that we may repent of them and get pardoned, as 1 John 1, 9 says. And, and then it shows us what's amiss in our life and what needs to be straightened out. See, if we got, if we in our vehicle and we go to apply the brakes and, you know, we have to almost stand up on that thing to get it to stop, then we got a braking problem. So we, we better go to Midas or go to somebody and get them brakes fixed, you know. In, in, in our life, if we have a problem stopping 
doing certain things in our life that haven't been meaning us any good. We got to go to the word and get our breaks fixed. See, God can God can teach you how to stop doing those things that you've been praying about for seven years. But you haven't consulted his word to help you not only to stop, but to stay stop. See, that's the problem with most people. Most people will stop doing something for whatever reason. They don't have the money. They, they not around it. He, they not uh, uh, in the presence of but all those things. But given the opportunity, they would do that again. But but God's word say, no, I'm going to stop you and I'm going to put you on stage stop. You're going to you, you're not even going to want what, what was happening in your life before. And I can attest to that. See, James mentions several mistakes that people make as they look in, into God's word. See, he says in verse 23, it says, For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his natural face in the glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. See, first mistake that they make is that they just glance at themselves. They look at the mirror and, and, and keep on going, you know, they, and, and, and keep getting up, okay? See, and, and some people, see, but, but that might be all right for you looking in your home mirror, okay? But... God expects you not to glance at, at his word, but he, he needs you to, to gaze into his word. See, we got sincere Christians who read a chapter a day, every day, religiously, uh, uh, every day, but it, but it ends up being only a religious exercise that never really profits them by doing that. They read a chapter a day to keep the devil away. And, they, and, and, and that's, that's, that's sincere Christians. But see, they, they do that, but it, it never profits them. Reading the whole chapter a, a day. But see, and, and that's, like, that's like the difference between taking a picture and an x-ray. You got a, something wrong with you on the inside. And you go there and they say, well, look, doctor said, let me, what you want me to do? Will you want me to take a picture or do you want me to take an x-ray? Duh. (laughs) Do I have to tell you that, doc? I want you to take an x-ray. Okay. The picture's not going to tell me what's on the inside. Okay. So, so, and we we can't just glance at God's word and think we're going to get to the deep-rooted problem of our life. Secondly, they forget what they see. They look in the mirror, as, as it said here, and they forget what they see. The mirror is simply a tool to show you what the problem is. And it lets you know that some immediate action must accompany our look into God's mirror. See, when you look in there and you see it, as much as you don't like it, you, uh, you, you grunt and get, after you get all them out, okay, if you don't apply immediate action to that, then nothing's going to change. You're going to still have the problem. So 
verse 24 says, so for he beholdeth himself, goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. He saw something in there. And, and while he looks in God's mirror, he sees his true appearance and goes his way and straightway forgetteth. I mean, as soon as he goes away. We reading about ourselves. And as soon as I walk away from this book, out of sight, out of mind. I've forgotten all that quickly. What, just, as, just as sure as you look in the mirror, and for, for some of us, we'll look in the mirror in the morning, and we won't look in that mirror again until the next morning. Okay? We can, and, and our parents could have got, we could have been walking in the street, and the bird could have, you know, hit us and in, 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 in something all on it, and we wouldn't even know it if we, we never look in the mirror. Okay, but and, and with God's word, he, he showed us what was wrong, what was amiss, and we didn't take care of it. And as soon as we go away, we, we, he forgets what he saw. James does not refer to, he, he doesn't say that it was intentional on the part of the person to forget it. But he just, he's just telling us what is, 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 is the known uh, Fact, but what occurs when we we look and we go away, we naturally forget. That's all of us. We we'll forget, and and some of us have better better memories than others. But it depends on how bad you want to straighten out what you saw in in God's mirror. So then he says in verse in the second part of twenty four, he says, and straightway. Forgetteth what manner of man he was. See, the manner of man he was denotes that how he looked, and, and, and especially if there was anything in his appearance that needed correction. See, we, we look at this, and the word of God tells us that there's certain things that we need to do to get our life on the straight and narrow or in, in, in a pleasing fashion um, according to God's will. But when we, just, we, we don't apply attention to that at that time, we'll forget it. We'll forget it in, in, in a heartbeat. See, we, we, we knew what, what, what is said in there and how we, what needed to be corrected, and we just gave it a glance into God's word, and then we felt like that was sufficient. Okay, it told me, I was pricked by it for the, for the moment. Now when I walk away from it, I forgot it. It doesn't hurt anymore. See, we're talking about looking into God's truth and allowing it to do what it's intended to do. See, whichever one, whichever one we feed, that's the one that's going to grow. Amen. We got two sides to us. We got the fleshly, Versus the spiritual. And if we're not feeding one, we're about to, by default feeding the other. Kurt, Kurt Franklin said, said, says this, the truth can hurt you or the truth can change you. What will truth do for you? Will it hurt you or will it change you? And I pray that if it hurts you, that you stay with it because in the 
in, it will change you if you stay with it. And lastly, he says in verse 25, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. He says, if you continue, you make time to look into this and not glance into it. Not just open your Bible up like this and put your finger in there, read a, a, a chapter a day or, you know, but intently look into God's word. When you sitting in here, when you in your Bible study classes, when you get attached to a, a, a study that you can grow in, he says, if you get in that and, and you continue to look into the perfect law of liberty, he says, being not a, and continue therein, and, and the perfect law of liberty is God's word right here. Amen? See, in, in, in fact, in Romans chapter number eight and verse two, I'm going I'm to come back here. I just wanted to show you in Romans chapter number eight and verse two, it says, Read in verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Amen. See, the law of liberty that came through Christ made us free from that, the Ten Commandments and, and that law. So, he says, if you, you look into the perfect law and it, 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 it'll make you free, it'll make you free from your sins and it'll give you spiritual liberty that cannot be gotten from any other source. This, this law of liberty. And it, it's, it's necessary to look into the Bible in order to learn. See, he, he tells us at the, at the end of this, he says, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. See, in order for us to know what God wants, we got to look in his book. Amen. When we look in his book, then the work that he desires, we'll know what he desires. And he said, if we continue therein, he said, we're going to be blessed in our deeds. Too many people go out here as, as those... Uh, of Paul's countrymen, they, they being ignorant of what God wants of his righteousness and go about establishing their own righteousness, having never submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Too many people are trying to bring God what they want and what they think pleases him rather than looking in his word and see what pleases him and then adjust themselves accordingly. I, 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 I just like what James has to say and I, I just, as I said before, I just think this is the place you want to go. If you, you want to shore up your walk, you, you, want, you want to go to the personnel department and, 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 and sit down with him and let him tell you how you can best perform in this job that you're on, this, this on-the-job training for eternity, then spend some time with James. It, it might hurt you a little bit, but like I said, it'll change you if, if you stay with it. And if you continue to look in that perfect law of liberty, it, it, it'll show you those things that we need to address in our lives. Amen. Maybe you're here and 
you haven't been looking in his mirror because you might not like what you're going to see. But don't let that stop you because we all have something ugly that's in God's eyes that's in our lives, but he's the only one that can help us change. So, and it starts by just looking in his word and, and be willing to, if you, if you haven't obeyed the gospel, be willing to hear his word, believe his word, make up your mind that I got to change. I've been doing this for and saying all these years that when I get to this point, then I'm going to change. And I've gotten to that point seven times and I've readjusted myself each time and say, well, when I get to that point, okay, but you, re you reach that. You reach your bottom another time, number of times and readjust it. Make up your mind that I'm going to stop and I'm going to try God. When you're ready to do that, confess the sweetest name on mortal tongue that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that he died for your sins and then get yourself baptized and then live faithfully until death. He said, I'll give you a crown of life. Amen. That's that's. That's, that's how we do. That's how, come on, uh, uh, Xavier. You can go. That's how we get the help that we've been needing all our lives and just refusing to go to him for the help. We, we, gotta, we can't be proud about that. We gotta, God is looking for that tender spot in our heart to let us know that, you know, I, I put that tender spot there and I put a void, a void there that can be filled by nothing but me. And then when we stop trying to fill it up with other things, then we'll realize that I need him to fill it. Amen. We're going to stand and sing the hymn of invitation and let somebody come and uh, may, maybe you have a prayer request. Amen. And sin far from the peaceful shore very deeply stained within sink 